Friday, Friday morning, to be exact, and I'm back, another episode, another edition, yeah, I did some episodes yesterday, forgot to upload them, so I said forget it, we're going to start from scratch. We're going to start from scratch. Make sure everything is copacetic. Make sure everything is going well. The volume's not too high. The music's not too low. I'm about to get high. I'm about to light up to the joint. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Red Bull on deck. It's not even 9.30 in the morning right now, but with these summer hours, I've been sleeping a lot earlier. Waking up a lot earlier, which means I have a bigger, more expansive day than just waking up at like 11 or 12 like I used to. You know what I'm saying? Hope everybody's enjoying their weekend, enjoying your day, whatever day you decide to listen to this. I am enjoying the day. Fourth of July is coming up on Tuesday, but I got to go into work Monday. But that's all good. I might even try to go see some fireworks this year. I don't know yet. I might try to go see some fireworks this year. But what we're going to do is uh, we're going to play the disclaimer, play another track, and then get this shit started. How's that sound? How does that sound, guys? Sounds good, right? Sounds like a plan, right? So let's listen to the disclaimer, play another track, and let's get it started, all right? This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. All right. So I think I'm going to play some some live wire, an instrumental that I made like two years ago now. Damn. But um, we're going to play some live wire, not the full song, just a little bit. I'm still smoking this joint, you know letting everything marinate inside of my mind, the things that I want to talk about. Unorganized. I would say it's unorganized, but it isn't. I got two videos that I plan on going through. Nine times out of ten, I'm only going to go through one video in this episode. There's an article from 
Jezebel.com. And that's about female dating strategies. So we're going to probably, we're going to figure it out. But for right now, more music, beat I made called Livewire. Hope you fuck with it. Let's get it. Another edition of The Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right. So this so this was a situation for me yesterday, right? By the way, for me currently right now, it's Friday. I'm going to have this uploaded when I'm done. And then I'm going to work on something for later. Um, just trying to figure some shit out. So yesterday, which was Thursday for me, I decided to wake up early. I woke up at like 5.15. I'm usually up at 6, out of the house by 6.30. So... I wake up, I go, you know what? I'm energized. I'm ready to get the day over with. I went to the dispensary the day before that. So I'm all fired up. I got like 17 joints rolled already. Pre-rolled. In my pack. I got a half. Is it a half ounce? Yeah, I got a half ounce. I got two quarters in the crib on freeze. I want to try these... um, I want to try the, the vape pens out. So I don't know. I might buy one of them today. I might buy some edibles. Man, I'm just enjoying life, right? So yesterday, I'm like, all right, I'm going to 
do an episode or do part of an episode. This was my plan, right? So if I leave, if I left the house, this is what I'm saying to myself yesterday. If I leave at 615, I'll be able to do 30 minutes. And then when it's 645, clock in for work because I worked, I worked seven to four. Then when I go on break at 1245 to 145, I can do an additional hour. So it becomes like an hour and 30 minutes, which is pretty much my length of my usual usual episodes recently. I mean, before I was known for doing, um, I was known for doing two hour, three hour episodes. Y'all know I'm not doing that shit anymore. For me to do three hours would be me. It would be me enduring the, the process of uploading the episode. So with an hour, so with like an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and 30 minutes is good for an entire episode, right? And then if I want to talk about something else, I'll end it an hour and 30 minutes and do an episode directly after. So I do the 30 minutes going to work. I did a little bit of the article that I was going to go over, but then I stopped because I realized that there's with anchor or, or podcasters, you can't like you can you can add segments, but you can't edit a segment into a recording. For example, if I were to do just 10 minutes now, right? And the way that my app works or it used to work is I could pause the recording for like 24 hours. And then like if I have something else to talk about, I'll go back to the recording that I did the day before and continue what I'm talking about. With Anchor, you do a segment, you save it, you add it onto an episode, but then there's that space in between and I don't like it. So I scrapped it. I said, fuck it. So that's my excuse. So I took Tuesday off of podcasting and I took Thursday off of podcasting. Now I'm back full effect and we're going to have some fun today, tonight and the weekend, man. Going to enjoy it. Then Monday, like most people, I assume they go into work Monday and then they get off Tuesday, but then got to go back in Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Uh -uh. Not me. Not I said the cat. Right. I go in Monday, I work that one day, I get Tuesday off, boom, 4th of July, fireworks, celebration, great, America, awesome. Back to work Wednesday and Thursday, and then another three-day weekend. I mean, what a good time, right? Very grateful this morning, very grateful this Friday, all right? But we got some shit, we got a lot of shit to go over. I don't know if it's going to be in one episode But I promise you, if I am not able to go through everything that I'm able to go through within an hour and 30 minutes, I will take an intermission. I still got to do some things today. I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to go back to the dispensary. That's that's my plan. I'm going to do an episode, right? Get done the episode. Go to the dispensary. Come back from the dispensary do the other half of the episode, set up what I want to do tonight. I don't know if my cousin's going to be able to record tonight or tomorrow or Sunday night. Well, if it's Sunday night, I'm not going to be able to do it. 
So I might as well tell him when this is done. I'm not recording nothing Sunday night because I got to wake up the next day at six or six in the morning. So we got um, Kendall Reacts, K-E-N-D-E-L Reacts on YouTube. Subscribe to his uh, channel. We also got Doc Rich on YouTube, D-O-C Rich. Subscribe to his channel as well. And um, I want to go over the Doc Rich video first because it's a funny title. I think some of you people out there will enjoy the title of it. And the title is Jim Crow Joe Can't Hide Much Longer. Jim Crow Joe Can't Hide Much Longer. Let's just jump right into the madness. Good evening, America. Welcome to Fox News tonight. I'm Lawrence Jones. So President Joe Biden is in the middle of a massive corruption scandal. Whistleblowers have produced credible evidence that his son was involved in cricket business dealings overseas. Hunter was trading on his father's name and the evidence suggests that Joe Biden was involved. So how have Joe Biden and Democrats reacted to those allegations? Do they plan on answering the American public's legitimate questions about Joe Biden's involvement? Have they clarified to us the Biden's DOJ role in investigating these alleged crimes? No, they haven't. They <clears throat> pretended that the bombshell revelations simply don't exist. <laughs> Joe Biden doesn't care what you think about his family's influence peddling. <laughs> Your legitimate concerns don't matter to him. In Joe's mind, the Bidens are above the law. They're untouchable. That's why he's acting like nothing happened. Joe Biden. Just like the Clintons, just like the Obamas, no difference. It's just Biden was dumb enough or incompetent enough to get caught. So what does he do? It's the indictment of Trump that everybody should be focused on. And the Department of Justice under Joseph R. Biden was responsible for that indictment against Donald Trump. Would it be a coincidence? No, there's no such thing as coincidence in this case. Joe Biden knows that if Trump stays in this election, he's going to be the opponent of Donald Trump 2024, and they cannot pull the corrupted anti-democratic election that they had last time around, 2020. I've talked about this briefly, but I will talk about this more in the future. The destruction of democracy, the destruction and chaos of what is considered democracy today has secretly been turned into uh, fascism, a level of dictatorship. And I've stated something, and I think I have it written down somewhere as a future episode idea of how democracy is like the stepson of dictatorship. If you look back in the day where the Federalist talked a bit, they talked against democracy they stood up against democracy. I think even guys like uh, Thomas Jefferson was one of the people and a couple of others. They were definitely anti-democracy because when a democracy becomes corrupted, 
It's a dictatorship. Take away the reputation, and this is going to be mind-blowing for a lot of people, but think about it. If you know about Nazi history, you knew that the Nazis in the beginning, before they became anti-Jew and and um, anti-immigrant, they were actually against slavery. You would have to look the you would have to look these things up and come to detail with this to yourself. Now think. If imagine Hitler anti-slavery, anti-racism before the corruption. But everybody only knows the Nazis, the swastika, the anti-Jew, um, anti-Polish, anti-Russian, anti-communism, anti-democratic party. And they try to connect. This is how sick this country is. They try to connect guys like Trump to Adolf Hitler. Trump, from my from my education, didn't order people to be executed. Right. He didn't order people to be put in gas chambers. He didn't cause a stack of bodies and shallow graves to dump all the bodies in. That that's not Trump. That's Adolf. But because if you want to translate, and I have the air quotes, if you want to translate it, it's like democracy, which is kind of tied in. I mean, it borderline tied into socialism. I think Wildrow Wilson, I believe, Wildrow Wilson was a professed socialist. He was a socialist president. Um, FDR was pretty much borderline socialist president. <laughs> it's just today we'll tie that definition into anything. We'll tie a, we'll tie a commie into anything, or this idea of being a being a conservative is bad in this country, but being a communist, a socialist, and a Marxist is somehow good and does good for this country. It's despicable. Invited Hunter to Thursday night state dinner with the Prime Minister of India, where Hunter socialized with the liberal power brokers. Hunter then spent the weekend with the president at Camp David. So what were they doing there? Isn't it strange that the president invited his son for a getaway weekend just days after a whistleblower tied Hunter illegal behavior to the president? Were they crafting a joint legal defense strategy? I mean, we don't know because nobody cares to ask. Of course, the only thing that does count and shout out to this guy. I don't know this guy's name. He black. He a black. He on Fox. What the? You know, he got, you know, he going through something. You on Fox. You're a black on Fox. And I'm not disrespecting Fox, although Fox is one and the same. But um, a black on Fox. Oh, Jesus. The fuck is going on here? Yeah, it's the end of the world. All right. What's a black doing on Fox? What the? <laughs> It's like uh, Django. What's that nigga doing on that horse? What's that nigga doing on that horse, man? <laughs> yeah, that um, who's that Don? Uh, what's that fucking? What's that fucker's name from uh, Miami Vice? He was like, not my niggas, <laughs> not around my niggas. <laughs> Yo, Django Unchained is low key one of the funniest fucking movies and it doesn't maybe i think quentin tarantino was just trying to emphasize how racial things were back in the day but man that shit was funny he was like not around my niggas 
<laughs> what's that nigga doing on that horse? Or what did they say? What's that nigga doing on that nigh? Is it nigh? They called it. What's that nigga doing on that nigh? What the? All comes out the Hunter Biden <laughs> pled guilty to a gun charge mm. and ta- tax violations. Felonies. Hunter owned a Felonies. gun. While Hunter. addicted to crack cocaine. Crack it. Know, that's a federal crime. Fiend. Joe fucking, Biden used to have advocate stern punishment for crack addicts. Junkie. If you have, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to blur that out. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was just um, Hunter holding um, a gun with terrible trigger finger discipline. Oh, Jesus. Um, actually had his finger on the trigger. Oh, my which, God. as we all know, you're not supposed to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keep what your finger fuck? high. All right. Um, and completely naked. Yeah, so definitely not gonna show that. All right. <laughs> wow. Now, yeah, they got Hunter, man. They had pictures of this, I, and this is like, this is why I am what I am today, and I stand on what I stand on. You can't tell me one president is bad, and then you look at the last president's children; they're all successful. They're out of the negative spotlight. Then you look at Joe Biden, whose supporters would be the ones to blame Trump on everything and say Trump is a bad representation of the country. And you got Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, right? (laughs) Joe Sliding Biden. Joe, that's known for this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. That Joe Biden. The Joe Biden that also said this. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Yeah, that one. And and how about this one for the LGP supporters, the LGBTQ plus supporters of Joe Biden? That's a big game, man. Wow. That's I mean, there's sound bites that could expose him, right? <laughs> like the sound bites expose him for what he is. But on top of that, Sleepy Joe, right? Sliding Joe Biden, right? got a son that's smoking crack what the this white trash i don't want to be racist okay because i've already said nigger and all this other shit on this episode but i'm black you know what i'm saying and i'm past color but just just for the sake of saying joe biden the person who said all this racial shit in the past about other people has a son that smokes rock crack cocaine What a mess. What a fucking mess. Some barriers were like blurred out already, but yeah, you, YouTube ain't gonna really like, you know, holding yeah. the firearm like that uh, too much. So yeah, unfortunately that's gonna be blurred out, but I wanna say uh, there's a rapper by the name of Kodak Black who Shout asked out Trump Black. pardon. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kodak Black. Hold up, hold up. Where am I? <laughs> Shout out to Kodak Black. Shout out to Dade County. Shout out to Miami. Whole lot of Trump supporters out there. They got DeSantis out there too, but he's a scrub. All right. There should be more Italians with with decency. There should be more Italians who, who are just better than DeSantis to go on for president. I always wanted to see a full-blooded Italian in office. Now, I know this may sound weird. It would almost be like an Italian saying, I wouldn't mind seeing a black man in office. What the? They're going to look at him like, what the? 
my bullion. Anyway, but it would be nice to see like an Italian, old school Italian, sort of like a stereotypical Tony Soprano without the mafia ties. Maybe a little bit of corruption, you know, sprinkle a little corruption there. He got a cousin with a pizza shop, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's some type of corruption, something. But to see a full-blooded Italian, not not like we're talking like fresh. You know what I mean? Mozzarella fresh, right? Get one of them. Get one of them guineas in office. Country would be a whole lot better. I I can just feel it. It's almost like when they get it with the Irish, they got the Irish presidents, and there was a whole um, historical thing about that. The Scott Irish in which the Scottish and Irish, a, a good portion of those, traits of those, became U.S. presidents. But what about the Italians, right? Am I the only one that just assumes that there wasn't any Italian president? Or maybe they had a sprinkle of uh, Guinea in them. I'm talking about Guineas, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shout out to the Guineas, right? Shout out to the, uh, to the Italians. Shout out to the Sicilians. You know, we're close and all. The Blacks. And uh, the uh, Italians are close, but not close in the way that you think. Close, meaning the bottom of Sicily is like the fucking backyard of Africa. You know, the Moors. <laughs> the Moors. They uh, came into your uh, area of refuge ravished your women and created, well, ravished your grandmothers, your mothers, and all that, and that's where you came out of. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's funny. Italians get mad at that. They don't like to be connected to the blacks. But if you pay attention to history, a lot of the, the first generation they separated themselves from whites. They they didn't consider themselves whites. The Italians uh, uh, considered themselves Italians. And then the Sicilians, you would know from that Sicilians, they were the darker shade of people. So there was a, literally a separation at one point between those who are Italian and those who are Sicilian. Learn something new every day. That's why if you mention any similarities of black and Italian culture, which I've already done it, the Adidas, the the, 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 the Adidas sweats, uh, sweatsuits, a guinea three blocks from here has the same exact sweatsuit on that a, that a nigga has in Harlem. You see what I mean? Or in like Brooklyn or some shit. They, they have similar... Um, Similar ways of going about things, you know, uh, the bada bing, the bada boom, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> they have the same mannerisms, the same body language to an extent, the blacks and the Italians. They love to gamble. We both have a traditional way of eating we have a a feast it's like a ceremony of food supper right it's similar <clears throat> but the culture is completely different
But Sicily, the point I'm making is bottom of Sicily, you go over a fucking pond, right? You go over a pond and you're in it. You're in Africa, dude. Like, that's how close they are. Y'all niggas are close. Y'all got to acknowledge that. You don't got to be friends with these people. I don't know Africans. I know blacks. I know Negroes, American blacks. I know those people. I'm one of those people. And then people don't think, all right, so you're in America. If you were literally born in America as a black, there's a good chance you're going to have damn near everything else in you besides African. That's another harsh reality. If you're in America, there's a good chance that your relatives are actually Native American and more so Native American than African. And then those Native Americans may have came from or to Africa at one time, which is why the tribes almost transcend in every culture. Even like the Mexicans or the Aztecs, and I think it's the Colombians or it is, I don't know. It's not Colombians that are the Mayans, but it's something else. It's another area. And at one time, it was just tribes with people. That's like Native Americans. They had tribes. In our country, we have what is called race. We don't necessarily, we don't believe in a true nationalist society because if that was the case, nationality would be American all across the board. Oh, you're black, you're purple, you're orange, you're born in America. You're an American. Congratulations. Nowadays, it's it's the it's the separation and it's a bullshit. Meanwhile, and I got to emphasize this again, the president of the United States son allegedly smokes rock crack cocaine. Who was arrested and I want to say given like a three year sentence. I want to say it was like three years. For basically the same thing Hunter did. The same thing. Uh, I want to say his lawyers actually came out and touched on it as well. Like how unfair that was. So, uh, man, I'm, 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 I'm frustrated, but I'm also happy that stuff like this is happening because it's opening people's eyes to what's actually going on. It's hard to ever use the term frustration, right? I don't like that word. I'm not frustrated over this. I'm entertained by this. Because now the American people finds out if justice is truly served and not just for the former president, because everybody is, you know, waiting for that. I'm talking about the current president. Will justice be served? And if justice is never served with this current president, we now know how corrupted our government truly is. We know how greedy and destructive democracy truly is in this country. I say we go back to the republic. I've said this. I've, I've said this before in terms of what I believe within a constitution and what I believe as a United States citizen. I believe we are better off as a republic. I believe we are better off with small government. We don't need all of these people in our pockets. We don't need all of these people in our communities, not helping our communities, but just studying our communities. Right. Not really providing opportunity 
unless that opportunity is just a handout every month. You give these people better opportunity. And then, like, for me, this is just my way of looking at it. Like, let's say I get into politics, right? You know, I'm going, I'm with somebody else, though. Somebody hits somebody hits me up like, yo, you talk that real shit. I need that energy as vice president. I'm going to be like, you got it, right? I, I would create, I would naturally, organically create jobs out of thin air. And you would go, how is that possible? I mean, look at the look at the infrastructure in certain cities. Look at the infrastructure of Detroit, Michigan. Motor City at one time, right? Look look at those factories today. They don't exist, right? Go in, do everything like you, like you did in the past, right? Steel mills. You know, they got these uh 3D printers now, and these 3D printers are very effective equipment. They've built houses, they built parts of houses with this equipment and how that can be used and how you can incorporate that into better, more sufficient and less causing um, uh, materials to build uh, houses, even low income houses and be able to have things functionally running using electricity and using solar you can use both. Why not use both? Why not incorporate both? Now, when it comes to driving, I'm old school gas. I'll never go to an electric car. And if I have to, if it came to a point of cars going completely electric, I would buy a motorcycle. And that would just be the end of it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to no electric shit. I like cars that rev. You ever, you ever, you ever been in I really want to bring this up because there's like all these tough guys and shit. They got these Teslas and shit. All these tough guys, right? Bad boys, right? The tough guys. They got Teslas and shit, right? And uh, these electric cars, they sound like scooters, mopeds. There's no, there's no firepower. Like there's no horsepower. There's no energy. There's no substance. You know, a motherfucker's doing like 80, 90. You want to hear that? With with a with a fucking with these electric electric boogaloo cars, pretty much these fucking Teslas, they go. It's a very uncomfortable, and I've been in these cars, right? And it's just sitting there going like, I'm looking at the speedometer, going like, yeah, this nigga's doing like 95. This shit sounds like a. It sounds like the cars. While it's while it's actually accelerating, it sounds like it's barely running. And people find this exciting, amusing, like, oh, that's cool. This car, you know how you know how many accidents people get into now because they don't even hear a car coming. <laughs> like, think about how many hit and runs will take place with these fucking Teslas. No disrespect to Elon Musk, but it's not the wave, dude. Now, he got those boxable houses. I've mentioned this before. He got these boxable homes. <clears throat> and I think he'll be the one to incorporate this if he's smart, which I know it's Elon Musk, right? He got these He got these boxable homes. And what they are is <clears throat> they're houses that are essentially already built from the inside out. And it's built in panels so it could actually fold 
and be put and placed on trucks. So they showed, I think, like four or five of these things placed on a truck and they're literally foldable. And so when they put the house together, it takes only like two guys on like a, this big ass. What do they call that? Whatever those fucking machines are called, one of them bobcat shits that that lifts the truck. Like there's a hinge on top that actually folds the structure out. And this structure can be put together with another structure and the structure can be put together on top of one structure and it can create this house futuristic shit. Yo, it's, it's gangster. And the material that's used for it, it's all like new technology. It's like 3D printers and shit like real like real life, like real life sci fi shit. Real, real talk. And like these 3D printers create all the material then this material can withstand, you know, um, hurricane damage and shit like that. All that type of bullshit. Excellent idea. And what you do is that's the new that's the new standard. You would start. I would start low income. So, like I said, going back to president. Oh, vice president. Bet. Boom. I'm bringing in Elon ASAP. That structure you got. We need that in its entirety. Everything that's low income. We're, we're tearing it down. He's going to be like, what? Everything, every property that is low income, we're tearing it down and we're replacing it with that material. And we're going to use that as like a trial, right? And we're going to see the reaction. If it goes well, then, you know, this could be the new standard. Middle income or um, low income, standard income housing can have more of a... I think a more affordable, especially now with the economy, especially with the inflation, you know, there's a shitload of guys who are, I would say 21, between 21 and 25 still with their parents and people and all these bitches too, like, you know, how, how could a man do this? And they doing the same fucking thing. And they're about 35, bitch, 35 living with her parents talking about a man who's 21 to 25 living with his parents but contributing he ain't staying there for free right but when you when you're able to make something or create something that calls less more affordable towards others it's going to bring back a level of income to the country right and at the same time, it's solving the issue. But it's it's bigger than that, though. Like I said, you go to places like Detroit. You go to places where all these factories are. Where they used to be. You go to Trenton, New Jersey. You see the, the steel mills, the places that were involved with the rail system. Well, not the rail system. The people were, that were involved with creating parts of uh, the bridge the Golden Gate Bridge in California, San Francisco, by the way. And also, uh, Trenton Makes the World Takes Bridge. They were made in the USA, made in Trenton, made in Detroit, Michigan. Look at where everything is going today. This is what happens when, when you have a nationalist you have a person that prioritizes the country first and the country includes everybody. 
when you are an internationalist or when you are, in fact, a globalist, you don't care about the country. You care about the betterment of the world around it. And because of that, we have so many corrupted globalists who've gotten into power for so many years who in return did nothing but bring all of those jobs, all of those factories, sold it to China and have China run everything from where they're at to boost up what they got going on. And you wonder why the homelessness, you wonder why the drug addiction, you wonder why the violence is taking place. Look at the economy. Look at who's running the country. Especially like black folks, right? The blacks. Black folks see a rapper. Niggas. Get arrested for one thing, but then the president's son do something that's the same or very, very similar. And oh, now I see. You know, like it. it, I feel like it. It starts to wake people up a little bit more than they already were because now I, I feel like a lot of people are starting to wake up to the truth. Now there are still a lot of zombies, which which scares me. Zombies, right? (laughs) It, It 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 definitely scares me. Zombie. But I do think that we are moving in the right direction in terms of people waking up to the truth. People realizing, hey, when they are continuously airing one thing, make sure you're digging for what else is going on. Make sure you're digging. For example, the recent. And like I always say, man, do your own research. Now I start to see the connection with what people talk about. And it's almost like it really is a person like going beyond race. It's like you literally go above and beyond that. You see color because you see, but those colors don't equal character. You see what I'm saying? The color don't equal character. So when you get to that point and it's more for me, it's more political. For me, it's a. It's the opposite of socialism, but it's a type of socialism. Nevertheless, right? It's incorporating the idea that people can work together beyond their beliefs. But there has to be a structure, there has to be a principle, and it has to be a purpose behind it. I'm not about diversity for diversity. I'm about diversity for a reason, right? For example, I said this before, I'm black. Now, I have other things that are incorporated in me and my family, but I identify in this country as a black man. So I don't like that. The whole poverty, the poverty shit, for example, I talked about this maybe in the last episode that growing up, half of my white friends were like bums. They were like poor. Not they weren't white trash, but they were they weren't like stereotypical privileged white people. They have their problems and their struggles and we have our problems and our struggles. I growing up was in a better, I wouldn't even say environment. I was, I just had a better upbringing, right? I had a better upbringing. I didn't go hungry, right? And I'm grateful for that. And I don't glorify and I don't get why other people who never had that would glorify it and make it a thing. 
the blacks glorify the ghetto. I want I want to just throw this out because this was something random that I wanted to incorporate yesterday. And I think it's a good segue. The blacks glorify the ghetto. The ghetto, I believe, somewhere along the lines of like Warsaw, somewhere in Poland, the term ghetto became known from areas in Poland that the Nazis would occupy and pretty much take over. They'll lock the city down and turn the city into like a prison. Right? That's where the term ghetto comes from. And I believe the culture that is black culture, that that is at least advertised as black culture, is criminal culture. And I've said this before, controversial, but take it however you want. Because I'm black, so I, I can talk about this. And I ain't letting nobody tell me what I can and can't say. Um, the blacks turn themselves into the Jews in terms of they feel imprisoned and they feel occupied by the police or by this level of what they consider white supremacy that holds them back in their cities and their environments. So the connection of ghetto from the Jews and from the Polish at one particular time was taken by the blacks and was transcended or not even transcended, sort of like transformed into the ghettos of today, mostly black environments. We have glorified the ghetto. Um, we glorify government assistance. We glorify welfare. We glorify poverty. We don't see the blacks doing better as a good thing. We see blacks doing better as a bad thing. We see the blacks who are more intellectual. We see the blacks who are more conscious. We just, we, we, we'll see the black pretty much in another dimension when it comes to his way of thinking and speaking. And black people nationally will, will come together just to put that black man down. These are the same Negroes that are telling you that black lives matter. Give me a fucking break. I don't want to hear that shit. Y'all dealing with the wrong Negro, all right? <laughs> Y'all dealing with the wrong Negro. I need a shirt. <laughs> all right, I like when when this shit does blow up, and it is blowing up because we're already close to what seven thousand. <laughs> I never thought in a million years I would say that we're already close to seven thousand people who's <laughs> listening. <laughs> seven thousand uh, people who are listening. Seven thousand plus plays and whatnot. Um, so when I start getting to like fifteen thousand, I'm gonna really start creating shirts. I'm going to just have a shirt spot and I want a shirt that says, uh, <laughs> y'all dealing with the wrong Negro. I just want a black, I want a black guy, like a black animated guy with a shotgun on one hand and a Confederate, not a Confederate flag, but an American flag in the other hand and like a Trump shirt on. <laughs> y'all dealing with the wrong Negro. Okay. MAGA here. Marine <laughs> here. I saw and came across so many videos of people saying, hey, what are they distracting us from? Why are we seeing this so much? Why do we care so much about, you know, the, the, these rich, these rich folks in the submarine? You know, at, at, at that time, you know, they listen, man, 
uh, God rest the dead and all, but I can give two fucks about that situation. All right. The whole submarine thing. The only thing that I found funny about it was people's dark sense of humor almost makes the situation better. And I know that sounds bad, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucked up situation. But all of the memes, man, legendary memes, fucking Oscar award worthy memes, man. They had uh, they had the submarine in the bottom and they had uh, Undertaker. <laughs> they had the Undertaker on top of them. Like, you know, when the Undertaker does the tombstone, and he folds the hands. Sickening, yo. Just, yo, parasites. Shout out to you sick motherfuckers out there. And I can remember now that I think about it, I was talking about this uh, with my coworker, I think Tuesday, past Tuesday, because I listened to uh to like Opie and Anthony and a lot of old Howard Stern shit back when he wasn't necessarily funny, but the people he had, Jackie's funny, Artie Lang's funny, uh, Fred is funny, like all the other people, even Gary's funny. And I was telling him how the shit that they were talking about back then was like, it, it, it could never work a second today. Because they were talking about anything and everything. And I remember they were laughing at these pictures that I remember seeing before I even knew what a meme really was. There's pictures. <sighs> this isn't funny, but the guy's creativity and like his idea about it was funny. So you have Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you got Hulk. You got Hulk Hogan, right? The wrestler, Hulk Hogan. He's um he does the big boot, but he has him uh they have them big boot in the uh the twin towers and shit. And like when the t- twin towers fall, he does his little taunt where he does his little he he starts flexing and shit. They have him flexing on top of the burning building. And then there's another picture of like the people that are running from the buildings who got out of the buildings who got away. There's a picture of um <sighs> fuck it's so bad. There's a picture of him. There's a picture of him doing, you know, when he does the hearing thing, he does a little taunt. It's bad, man. It's really. But at that time, it was just so funny how they were describing it. And I've seen it. I've seen it before they talked about it. And when they brought it up, I just started hysterically laughing because I remember being little. Well, not little, little, like maybe like a little bit into high school or a little bit before high school. And and I seen that and it was just everybody else was laughing. So I was like, all right, that's when I that was like sort of my introduction to like dark comedy. You know what I'm saying? Terrible. We're suspected to be, you know, still floating or at the bottom of the ocean. You know, we didn't know that <coughs> time had run out. Come on, it. man. Stop that it. It had a catastrophic collapse or implosion, whatever. <laughs> Oh, this guy's a piece of shit. Awesome, man. Good job. This guy's a real piece of shit. (laughs) But it was just interesting to see so many people coming out and saying that. And it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Hmm. Four years ago. They said this shit was being controlled. The submarine, by the way, just to throw it out there. They said the submarine was being controlled by... um, Man, I don't want to make this joke, but it is funny. All right, I'm going to say the joke anyway, because to me, it's funny. So, 
<laughs> they said the submarine was controlled by a guy with a game controller. And I can imagine like something breaking and something collapsing or like, you know, something bad happening to the ship and he's controlling it and seeing it through the like the, the, a screen of some sort. And, you know, like y'all played uh, Star Fox. <laughs> y'all played Star Fox before. Hold on, man. If y'all ever played Star Fox, you'll know what I'm talking about. Because in um, Star Fox, I hated that game coming up, but I, I but I liked it. I still like it. I would still play it today on the uh, the N64. But there's a point in uh, Star Fox where um, you know things happen and you fail. You know the mission failed thing. And I can just imagine the person with the game controller, like, going through it, like, oh, man, mission failed. <laughs> he has a, he's controlling it on a game controller, guys. Come on, man. Come on, man. What's going on here? I don't even know what the whole shit was about. I don't even know why they was in the water to begin with. I'm black. I can't swim. I'm black. So I don't belong in the water. So I don't. I don't even like talking about water. You know what I'm saying? Ever. Ever, ever, ever. But um, this is what I was talking about. I want to see if this will play it. Motherfuckers on Star Fox and shit. The Star Fox fans will understand what I mean. But in reference to the person controlling what's taking place. <laughs> That's the person. That's the person. That's the person who's controlling the fucking submarine with the game controller. I'm gonna play. Hold on, hold on. We're in the water. We got good capacity. Uh-oh. Oh, no. No! I nigh. I nigh. Yeah, that's bad, man. No disrespect. Uh, rest in peace to those people. <laughs> but just to know that a person is control. They showed that. I think it was just a model of the controller. But it looked very similar to a PlayStation controller. That's all I'm going to say about that. You're controlling something through a PlayStation controller. Things don't work out. All these people, they gone. They did. And it's all your fault. Mission failed. We'll go next time. There is no next time. They gone. They did. They done. Who signs up for this? Like, do we trust people as a whole? Do we trust each other that much? Like, yeah, I'm going to go into this contraption, right? A person who's over me, a person who's comfortable, who's not at risk of anything happening to him. He's controlling this contraption that I'm in and these other people. Do we trust each other that much? I don't trust people. Never to that capacity. Are you fucking kidding me? What's wrong with these people? What the... Tell you, man, these niggas are burnt out, man. Who does this shit? 
wouldn't have seen something like that. You wouldn't have seen people talking about that while this big news story was going on. People just would have been enamored, focused on the submarine. Not, hold on, wait, what's going on behind the scenes? What are they not showing us? You know, they, they, they keep trying to put the submarine in our face, but what, what's over there? It's waking people up, and I think it's a beautiful thing. But what, what, what do y'all think? Let me know, let me know. have a piece of crack cocaine. <laughs> no bigger than this quarter <laughs> holding in my hand. One quarter of one dollar. We passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others. A law that says, you're caught with that. You go to jail. Five years, for right? Five years. Bingo. You get bingo. So now, I'm sure the people out there can point out some of the hypocrisies of Joe Biden. We can point it out just like that. While he's talking about penalizing the people, and by the way, he collaborated and participated with the crime bill passed by Bill Clinton to incarcerate the most blacks with these type of with, with this type of um, enthusiasm and that's all fine and dandy but then behind the scenes Hunter Biden Joe Biden's son is smoking boulders of crack and dealing with a bunch of Russian and Ukrainian prostitutes Knocking bitches up. Oh, yeah, we got to listen, man. This guy got to go. He got to get out of here. Right. He got to go. I'm sick of this shit. Oh, it's like, how can you even. And this is my question to blacks. Right. If you judge someone's political beliefs, if both parties are represented by a white person, what makes the person more racist than the other? If I can point out blatant obvious racist remarks that Joe Biden said publicly. They're not doctored. Nobody altered the audio. There's no AI and anything. No. Uh Uh-uh. If you're going to tell me Trump is a racist as a Biden supporter and I give you over five examples of when Biden said racist racist things, done racist things, his beliefs at one time, the fact that he's a perpetual liar, he pretty much lied his way into power and into position. You can look up that footage as well. And this is shit from the late 70s, 80s. It's like, dude, come on. But the problem is a lot of y'all weren't born at that time and a lot of y'all think that those times don't matter. And that's why you guys are bamboozled. And that's why a lot of y'all today are Democrats, right? It's the truth. It's the motherfucking truth. No probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. There it is. Judge doesn't have a choice. Judge doesn't have... gets together with the... And you see how happy... You see how much... <laughs> you know, he wanted to lock niggas up back in those days. He'd tell you up front probably back then. You know, I'm not too privy of the blacks. 
I can imagine Joe Biden saying that. Well, you know, outside of politics and negotiating and whatnot, I'm not really too privy of the blacks, the uh, Negras, fucking Sleepy Joe, sliding Biden. What a failure. What a shame. What a mess. You know what I'm saying? What a fucking failure. But back in the day, he was when he was sharp, man, he was dangerous to the blacks. He didn't give a fuck about y'all. I mean, he'll I mean, he'll, you know, he don't pander. He didn't pander as much back then. Today, man, this nigga is going out here. He's tap dancing when he's able to stand straight without falling. He, he'll tap dance for the blacks. He'll do a little jig for the blacks. He need the, he need the black vote. I remember seeing something back in like 2020. This is when I knew like politics was like getting out of control. But at the same time, it was so entertaining that I wanted to know more about it. I noticed in 2020, around 2020, there were a lot of people that were still like campaigning a little bit. They had this one white guy. He went to a he went to a hip hop concert, man. I lie to you not. This nigga, this and then whoever whoever is involved in this shit, I knew it's a Democrat. There's no like. There is not a republic. Like you would have to really convince someone who's running for a Republican uh, position to go to a concert of any sort, right? Because they they kind of have more sense and they know. Oh, there's different people that's coming here. So you know there'll be people that want to see me, but then there may be people that don't want to see me, and I don't want to be involved in a case. I don't want to have to de- defend myself, knock a motherfucker out. Nothing like that and get bad publicity. But not the Democrat. The Democrats like, fuck it, man. I'm going to take the risk. Just give me a bulletproof vest and I'll deal with these niggas. So that's what they did. They had this guy. He came out on stage and he's running around and he's waving his hands and he's cooning. He's a white guy and he's cooning. He's participating in the coonery. He's white. He white. He's a white man using coon tactics. absolutely despicable and the black folks in the audience they just eating it up they're in there like yeah 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 i'm like yo what an embarrassment to the country what an embarrassment for blacks these people if you let them get control they'll 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 put fucking lawn lawn jockeys you, you understand me they'll use lawn jockeys and they'll use coons right Real life, uneducated, unethical, unemployed coons as your leaders, your black leaders in the community. I'm led by the grace of God and nobody else, nobody in general, nobody, period. All right. Fuck all this hood, hood idolatry. You feel me? That's what it is. It's hood and ghetto idolatry. Every other person that is, I would say, looked at are portrayed in the black community as anything else than a street nigga, a hood nigga, or whatever. They're not ne- they're not necessarily excommunicated per se, but the their clubs is always these clubs are like in the streets it would be more considered blocks or just group of people amongst parts of the community. They're sort of like the outliers or they're they're almost ostracized from that setting. And nobody nobody sits back and go, 
well, that's bizarre because we'll complain about being um, stereotyped as lazy or being stereotyped as all these fucked up things. But if we look around communities across the country, it's it's filled with those people, those stereotypical people. And because you look like them, these others want to put you in the same category. Okay. They don't, they don't see you. It's like I said, it's like the group, it's a group mentality, but it's a mob mentality too. And I think liberalism has become the mob, right? The mafia in a sense. And then there's sectors, but there's the gay mafia, the rainbow mafia, and they're the ones that are in control, putting all this perversion and destructive shit out there to the children. People like me who react to it, however I choose to react to it, I get considered the villain. And these people that perpetuate their nonsense to the kids across the country, they're seen as the good guys, then fuck it. I'll be the villain. That's how I look at it. If I stand alone with my own way of thinking, if I stand alone with control of my thoughts and knowing who I am and my identity versus being one of the lost, being one of the people who's just trying to go along to get along and be a part of everything just to have something going on, I would stand alone and die alone as a man with my identity and my own thoughts. Nobody controlling it, nobody manipulating me, nobody brainwashing me. I'd rather go out like that. That would be an honor to go out in that fashion. Rather than, you know, listening to what everybody's saying, not questioning, not doing your own research. And I noticed that like mob mentality, it goes along with that in terms of the people that do their own research, that it's like key phrases that they use. And it's like similar to what I've, what I've talked about with the red pill and based and how that's all FBI code terms now that they've created to, to pretty much spy on people and mark them as terrorists because of what they talk about. And, you know, freedom of speech does not exist, by the way. <clears throat> and because they have a control, the so-called democracy has a control to specify whenever they want to, to tell you if it's worth freedom of speech or not. So what is freedom of speech? Second Amendment's the same thing, right? Well, people have a right to defend themselves and bear arms. But in certain places, they don't. Certain places, you'll get locked up for it. You'll do a lot of time for it. They'll look at you as a criminal for trying to protect yourself against criminals. What the... They'll confiscate the gun. They'll lock you up. So what's the Second Amendment? First Amendment subjective. Second Amendment subjective. Because given where you're at and the circumstances gives whether you have or have not the access to express such freedoms. But see, when you have democracy, you almost take away liberty. You take away freedom. And when you have a corrupted democracy, you have somebody who's corrupted, a Joe Biden, who will say, we're going to lock up. We're going to lock up these users of crack cocaine. But you have a son that's using crack cocaine. There is a corrupted democracy. 
which becomes no more than a dictatorship. Do as I say, not as I do. But people are so stupid and slow. <laughs> they don't put two and two together and they just look at the country as, oh, it's just, you know, everyday living. No, our freedoms are being taken away. It's been taken away before Biden, but it's really in effect now. It's just more hypocrisies behind it. Versus Obama, who was a little bit more clean cut. He kind of, he, well, he obviously got away with doing more because he was black and black folks will forgive him for it. And white media at that time really just wanted to see something different, I guess. I, I can't. The worship of Obama to this day is something that I cannot figure out. I can't. Now, don't get me wrong. I will acknowledge him as a historical figure because of namesake and what he represented. And, you know, the first black president, even though he was half black. Ain't it funny that we don't acknowledge it as blacks? We do not acknowledge those who are biracial. We'll just call them black or white. And I've and I've seen it in so many different situations, but it's mostly with women, black women. There was this one chick who I used to hang out with, and she was like tiny. She was really short and tiny, but she was like a she was like a solid eight. I ain't gonna lie, she was like a solid eight. But um, a lot of her friends would call her white, but you can look at her and tell that she's mixed. But man, she was bad as fuck, bad as fuck, right? And like LL Cool J says. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good, all right? Or just good looking, not good in general. Because, you know, women are never good in general. Um, Just like men. Men are never good in general. Um, Not even good in nature. And see, that whole idea, human beings are destructive. And it took me a while to see that destruction in myself to be able to point it out in connection to other people. people. People are fucking destructive. They got, they have, they may have thoughts of doing good, but thoughts means nothing. And they may have thoughts of doing evil. And even in that sense, the thoughts mean nothing. But the thoughts in humans alone makes them not good people. We, we would say somebody's good when it comes to their attitude are women, women especially only see good essentially in materialism and appearance. More based men, we know what's good versus what is just good looking. I want you to think about that. We know what is good compared to what is just good looking. I've always stated that pornography is the best example and pornography for men is the best example of doing two things. One, you become, you become sort of numb to attractive women because you realize that a woman who's super attractive is capable of doing whatever it takes to make income. So that whole thought of just a beautiful, good looking woman is gone. 
you acknowledge women for their features and how attractive they are in your head, but it doesn't mean that um, these are, you know, women who are stunning and brave. And this doesn't mean that they're women who are friendly and feminine and nice and bubbly. It has nothing to do with it. Her appearance is her appearance. And a lot of women, their, their appearance, their appearance realistically is whatever, whatever fucking, whatever thought and theory that they have and why they're good looking. There's women who just like to look good, right? There's women who just like to look good, but those women aren't, those women aren't necessarily looked at as, those women aren't necessarily looked at as thought, thought provoking. They're not looked at as responsible. They're not looked at in any other way besides good looking. So a woman who's always looking attractive, it's not in her mind. She just likes to look good. She's a woman. Women, women who are confident without being a cunt, she'll just like to be attractive, right? But then you got women who do it and who get upset or they look, it's, it's summertime right now. You feel me? It's summer. Women who go out there and reveal themselves and get upset that men treat them a certain way, they have no self-awareness and they have no self-accountability. And what I mean is they never they never get to a point to where they're able to stop and go, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. What can I do to change this? What can I do to better myself in this situation? A lot of women, I'm not saying all, but a lot of women today, they don't have that. They don't have that ability. They're just not good. They're not the best at problem solving. They'll incorporate a man into her BS, expecting that man to fix all of her problems. Guys who are financially set, they may look, they may look for the, they may look for the idea of a relationship, but they're not, they're not really looking for a relationship. Because they know deep down it's going to boil down to resources. Oh, well, how are you going to take care of the woman? You know, a guy who's sensitive, he'll just say, well, I'm nice and I'm friendly and I do this and I do that. No, nah, how much money you make? Because that's what they're going to want. I mean, to be nice and friendly and have all that going along with having income and being able to take care of yourself. Oh, that's a bonus for a woman, sure. But if all you have is that ability of being nice and you can barely take care of yourself, like right now, they're just like, there'll be people who are physically able to work, but they don't work. They move around. I just gave a nigga a cigarette. They just move around and he was trying to have a conversation. I just gave him a cigarette and told him to keep moving. I don't want to hear it. Because I know he was going to ask for a cigarette and I'm recording. But motherfuckers would just choose to move around and just try to get handouts from people. Women get away with this. And I'm connecting the dots here, but women get away with this. But they have something that the man wants. They have something that interests that may 
that may interest a man. That may entice the man, I should say. My bad. I'm black. Something that will entice the man. And that's and that's the lap trap. That's the lap trap, guys. You know what the lap trap is, right? Mm-hmm. The lap trap, that's what all the men want. The women who know this, they become their worst enemy. For the women who know that most men that deal with them only want to deal with them for sex, they don't look to better themselves. They try to put themselves out there. They put themselves out there even more and get more attention doing so. Even if it's negative attention, it's still attention. Destructive behavior. Thurman, but does not apply the same standard to his son, Hunter. Oh yeah, back to this guy. Anybody need any more proof that Joe's racist? Let me write it back. Judge doesn't have a choice. (laughs) So Biden gets together with the racist Thurman, but does not apply the same standard to his son, Hunter. Interesting. So, for everybody else, except for his white son, it's cool. <laughs> it's fine. The whites. It's fine. You know, and <clears throat> the only reason why I'm throwing race in it is because Democrats do it all the time to us. There it is. All the time. All the time. Which gets me to wonder, how does the party that participated in lynching blacks participated in harassing blacks to vote for their party the party that's responsible for the Ku Klux Klan the party that's responsible for pure segregation if you look closely in the history this goes beyond your history books you will find out that the same party that was against it in terms of oh well Today, it's this anti-racism, anti-homophobicism, anti-transism. But all it is, it's them selling lies. Because if you go into their history and you speak about their history, you'll see that they were on the other side of things. And they're still on the other side of things. But they can masquerade and they can pander to people who know little about them. That's why the Democrats work the way that they work today. In terms of getting blacks who don't know their education or know nothing about their history, it's easy to get them to believe that another guy who they know nothing about is racist while not seeing, you know, the actions of Clinton, not seeing the actions of Biden and not seeing the actions of others who were Democrats in the past. Very interesting. But when whites who are conservatives, the white Republicans, when they talk about race, they can instantly be called racism. If white people on the left talk about race, it's pandering to other white pe- uh, other black people by telling telling them that the conservative white people are racist. You you can't win with these people. You can't win. That's why I rather not communicate with these people. They advertise victimhood to the blacks. They advertise this idea that uh, Republicans are the oppressors, and they've been getting their information ass backwards. They don't know the studies of Malcolm X, what Malcolm X said about the liberal a long time ago. They can't connect it to they can't connect it to today the way that I connect it. And because of that, people will remain lost and people will remain on that plantation. I think it's about time we throw it back at him. Sounds a bit racist to me, Joe. 
that was a black person, you would throw him in jail. We've we've seen it time and time again. But since it's your white son, oh no, we can't throw this white kid in jail. He's a good kid. Oh, Joe. Hmm. Maybe I should be talking to the black voters about that one. I don't know. Hmm. My my Hispanic brothers and sisters as well. Sounds like Joe's a bit racist. Putting together bills with racists. Letting off his white son. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a racist to me, huh? You know? They always accuse Trump of being racist, but hey, here's, here's hard evidence. And here's, and here's the reality of it, because I'm about to end this. The racism from Trump's aspect comes from the nationalism, Right? And like I said, I advertise nationalism. I think nationalism should be the code of the country to be proud of where you're from. We have a natural. We don't need diversity in this country. And if you sit back and really think about this, it makes sense. The country's always been even separated. The country's been diverse because the country would be able to have multi groups of people that can't stand each other in one country, in one nation under God. All right. There is no need. There would be no need for diversity when you already see things that are being accomplished in this country by multiple different people from multiple different backgrounds. And even if you're being realistic about it, it isn't just white people specifically. It's Europeans. It's this guy, this white guy who's Italian, this white guy who's German, this other white guy who's French. It's not as, quote unquote, black and white as people may think, but in a country that already has so many cultures within it. Um, I think a country that's diverse enough to accept the fact that there are different cultures and dynamic in one country. I think that that form of nationalism was what Trump was trying to promote. But because he's white, they can say, well, he's a white nationalist. You know about white nationalists. They're racist. A nationalist who just considers himself a nationalist is a person who is for the country and and the people within it. His people aren't just his race. His people are the other people who share this great country. And if it's Christianity, it's more of a brotherhood in terms of, well, he may be white. I may be black, but we're both Christians. We believe in one God, one country and the freedom. And we are brothers within that. Because believe it or not, in most cases, you're going to have more communication, you're going to have more conversation, and you're going to build more of a rapport with people outside of your family, and in this case, and within this country, outside of your race. It's just whether a person is open-minded enough to accept it or reject it. The person who rejects it doesn't necessarily make him bad, it just makes him closed-minded. So all of the opportunities and the things that could be for him, he won't accept it because it's not from, quote unquote, his own people. But if you look in a lot of these areas, his own people will be the ones to go against him if he is or if he were to try to better himself and better his surroundings and better his lifestyle. As a as a nationalist myself, I'm just a nationalist who just so happens to be black I'm not a nationalist for black people. I'm a nationalist for people in this country. I'm a nationalist for my nation. 
for my country. So that breaks barriers, you see? It's basic, very fundamental, but it breaks the barrier. Oh, this white person, he's a nationalist too? If he has the same principle and beliefs that I have, then he's he's not an enemy of mine. He's not even an opposition. He just looks different to me. We have different um, upbringings, but he's not even opposite of me in that sense. Because if we're judging beyond color and we're going more into character, we would naturally break the cycle of racism. That's and I almost get chill saying it because that's how that's how easy it is. But people are so lost in emotions and what this person says and what this march is about and what this protest is about and what this organization is about. It's all about getting into your thoughts and your emotions. And you're living off of the ego and emotions of other people that you don't even know the situation of. Just going along to get along. What a sad, sad way to live. (laughs) What a sad, sad way to live. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do because I'm in the spirit right now and it's only quarter to 11, but I'm almost an hour and 30 into this episode. Shout out to Doc Rich. He black. We talked about a lot of things on this episode just to kick off the Friday, man. It's not even 11 a.m. yet. I feel energized. I got a good night's sleep. I have I have bought these uh I got these gazelles on. <laughs> I got the gazelles, L. I got the red, white, and blue gazelles, the Adidas. Bought me some new sneakers just cause like for 4th of July. Red, white, and blue. I always wear the American bandana just so people know what a patriot looks like, what a black patriot looks like, right? I'm gonna put my bandana back on. But uh yeah, I got I got me some new clothes and shit, so I still got some things that I got to do today, but then I realized that I have the next uh, three days off as well. Well, no. Well, today is the one day one. I got two more days off, so I might do some more shopping during the end of the week or during the end of the weekend, I should say. But it doesn't really take too much. I'm just giving my final thought before officially wrapping this up. It doesn't take too much to uh, break such barriers, uh, barriers of race and even barriers of religion. And I think that when you can do that, I think that's saying something because race ain't really shit. Like, I, I hate to say that like over and over again, like racism really ain't shit in this country. Some areas it is. Most areas in this country, it isn't. Blacks live amongst the whites. The whites live in certain black communities now. Um, if you're actually looking into the gentrification aspect, I guess that can be something that's included. But there really isn't much. I mean, in terms of what the government and what media tells you, like there's things that can separate you. I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's that deep today. Politically, uh, there's a separation politically, right? And I don't see, I don't see a problem with the separation because there isn't much violence from it, unless you're looking at like the riots and things like that. Antifa getting knocked the fuck out by the Proud Boys, shit like that. you know footage like that showing up. Shout out to the Proud Boys. 
Um, there isn't much separation that causes true division, meaning there can be two people that disagree with one another and they're in the same environment. They may not talk about that particular subject because they know one another does not agree, but they can agree amongst other things. That's what I mean by separation in, in politics. Like I said, I work around 85% of stone cold liberals, right? I come in American flag, uh, American flag headband on, bandana on. Large mess of an afro, an Amerifro that I have. And it's just like, you know. And it's like the conversations of politics come up. It's like, oh, all right. I already know I don't want to hear about it because, you know, these people are so close minded and they're just listening to everything that the boob tube tells them. They don't think for themselves. They got to have daddy government tell them what to do and how to do it. They have no level of independency. They may have independency on a financial level, but they don't have independency without government. They don't have structure. They don't even have character without government. They're weasels. They're pathetic and they're phonies. But anyway, wrapping this up for right now, as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another edition, another episode of the Crimson Capsule chapel i'm setting things up to do something well actually no i actually have to upload this episode first hit the dispensary like i wanted to come back and then go through this other video by kendall reacts but then i realized that there's still this article from jezebel.com that goes over female dating strategies a website that the person who wrote this, who was a woman, who I can imagine a feminist, she stated that female dating strategies is no different than the red pill or the manosphere, a broader term that she said. So I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I'll do it when I do it. Until then, I'm out. Peace.